When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, kinfolk? Welcome to the Fox 2022 USFL Coaches Series once again. Today, we get to talk with Houston Gamblers coach Kevin Sumlin. If that name sounds familiar, it should. He is not only a former assistant to Bob Stoops at Oklahoma, which you'll know is my favorite squad. He's an outstanding head coach himself, first at Houston and then on to Texas A&M where he and Johnny Manziel won a Heisman Trophy. He won the SEC Coach of the Year and his last coaching stop before the Gamblers was of course at the University of Arizona. In this conversation, we talk about why he decided to draft Clayton Thorson number one overall for the Houston Gamblers at quarterback. We talk a little bit about his backfield, Mark Thompson, and we talk even more about his coaching staff. Please uh, feel free to leave us a review and or tell us what you think about the interview in the comments on YouTube and, of course, in a review on the podcast. All right, let's talk to Coach Sumlin. I'm joined by USFL Houston Gamblers coach Kevin Sumlin for our Fox 2022 USFL coaching series. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm getting there. I'm getting there, coach. I'm very excited to talk with you. Uh, I think when I first met you, I was telling you I'm a big Oklahoma fan, went there for grad school, covered the team for a number of years. So this is a thrill for me, and I, I genuinely appreciate you doing this. Well, no, I'm glad to be here. Glad, glad to have this opportunity. Glad to get started. So my first question for you, coach, is your two-time Conference USA Coach of the Year, your former SEC Coach of the Year. You coached the first freshman to win the Heisman Trophy. Why did you want the challenge of being a professional coach in the USFL? Well, I, I think uh, it, whatever you do, right, whatever you, your, your trade, profession, your craft is, uh, ultimately you want to be at the highest level and to take the next step into a professional football uh, situation for me was, was um, exciting, is exciting. Um, and it's, it's the whole thing now, uh, which is really different for us is the fact that, uh, you know, you're building this thing from the ground up. Um, 40, 40, uh, 45 new players, you know, but uh, we've got uh, all kinds of different guys and the draft process has been, has been incredible. Our, our assistant coaches doing evaluations. Uh, Bob Morris, our, our, our team uh, the director, who's given us the real leadership in, in, to create a draft process that has been uh, to our liking. And a little bit like college football, your evaluations are your evaluations. They're not everybody else's evaluations. So uh, we walked away from the original draft feeling really, really good about uh, 
where we were with our original guys out of those 35 rounds. And then, uh, you know, what we've got to do is, is close this thing out uh, with the supplemental draft with 10 more guys that can make an impact uh, immediately because, you know, with a limited roster, uh, I think the, the big deal is that all these guys want the opportunity, number one. And then number two, they, they want to play. And, um, you know, they, they, they've expressed their excitement being able to do that. And uh, we're, we're excited to be able to get back in there and, and, and coach them and get them uh, get, get this team going. I want to remind the audience that you and I are speaking just a couple of days before the supplemental draft. And by the time that they see this, you will have gone through those 10 rounds and selected more players. So I'm going to ask you, what is it that you're looking for in those 10 rounds? Because unlike the inaugural draft, you get to just choose guys, right? You don't have to go by position. If you wanted to get 10 tailbacks, you get 10 tailbacks. So what are you looking to round out your 45-man roster, your 38-man active roster going into training camp March 21st? You know, it's a great question. I, it, and it's even greater because we just had a staff meeting about this. And, uh, you know, Bob Morris, as I said, has given us a lot of direction. You know, the first 35 guys, the first 35 rounds were basically by position. And so – you know, to, to now what you're looking for in the supplemental is to completely to fill your roster uh, with with all the holes that may, may be there. Uh, right now, we don't have a lot of them, but uh, um, we, we had a we, we had a, a, a strategy for the original draft, uh, particularly with the big guys up front on defense and offense. And then to fill in those holes at this point is our number one priority. And and. You know, going into the, our evaluations are going to be basically about two things. Number one, you know, where do they fit in our program? Where do we fill the holes that, that we had? And then number two, um, are there dynamic players out there or any kind of uh, difference makers that can, can actually change your team? Just make your team better. And so obviously there's a positional need still with, with, uh, with only 35 guys on your team right now. So to fill those holes, uh, create depth at some of those positions, and then uh, any impact players out there that we think that can be difference makers that, that have uh, come into the supplemental draft. I wonder about your staff in particular because of all the staffs, I haven't got to know yours as closely as I have some others. So what are you looking for or what did you look for and who did you hire at offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams, your position coaches? Well, I, you know, uh, Tim Lewis has been a longtime NFL coach, uh, has been a head coach in some of the spring leagues. Uh, he's our defensive coordinator, uh, obviously experienced uh, from his time at, at, uh, at, at, from, from the Steelers and, and other and, and in the National Football League and being a head coach. So uh, he, he was an extremely important hire for us. Uh, I think uh, everybody knows uh, 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 that, you know, on, on offense, a lot of guys that I'm familiar with, you being an Oklahoma guy, we hired uh, J.D. Runnels is coaching our running backs, who was a heck of a player uh, at, at, at Oklahoma uh, as, as a young guy doing a good, doing a really good job right now. And, and really uh, from a computer standpoint and from a, a, a personnel standpoint, the communication, he's been awesome. So, uh, a lot of our guys on our staff, Mark Snyder, who's a longtime college coach, defensive coordinator, was with me at, even at A&M. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been 
it's been kind of interesting him blending in there. We probably got a few more college guys and some other places, some other teams around the league, um, and, and some guys that have NFL experience as players. Ty Warren is our defensive line coach, and, and uh, if nothing else, you know, it, it, he's, a, he's a, a really good coach, but he's got a lot of years of experience, and, and he's big enough that something happens, he can get things handled for, for the rest of us. So he still looks like he can play. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he, it's going to be a great opportunity for him and, and offense, uh, with me, uh, and, and, uh, really an old school, uh, special teams coordinator, who's just a wealth of knowledge and Greg McMahon, who was with the saints for a long time, LSU, um, for special teams. That's going to, that's going to be, that's really going to help us and offensive line wise, Gordy Shaw, um, uh, really the, 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 the elderly statesman on the on the staff, years at Minnesota, years uh, across the country, uh, and, and a lot of experience in offensive line play. And, and David Beatty is coaching our wide receivers. He was with us, at, as you talked about, with with uh, with Mike Evans and and a lot of guys at A and M and was a head coach at Kansas. So a lot of experience um, at different levels um, and, and a lot of different uh, personalities, but. I think and one of the big things that I've noticed is because of um, really the climate of what, what's happened in, in, during the pandemic, the ability to communicate just like we're doing right now is not foreign to everybody. And so we've been able to have uh, really valuable staff meetings. Um, we did have a get together as a staff, but, but have really valuable staff meetings uh, going into the draft and also in preparation for, for camp. It's coming up real quick. I'm excited to see what your product looks like. I, I'm again, I'm very familiar with you as an offensive coach and followed your career basically since you got from Oklahoma all the way through. But you also started out playing linebacker at Purdue. You've been a part of a number of staffs that want to sling the ball around. I wonder who was your favorite player just to coach and or watch? You know, I get that a bunch. You know, there have been a lot of great guys. I mean, and, and you know, their household names have, have obviously you've got guys being at Purdue with Drew Brees and, and uh, starting out at Washington State. And uh, uh, I was very, very lucky. Uh, my first job was to be a graduate assistant at Washington State. Uh, Mike Price hired me. And uh, the two coordinators I started off on, on defense as a, a linebacker graduate assistant. Mike Zimmer was the defensive coordinator. Bill Doe was a linebacker coach. So, uh, and the offensive coordinator, when I moved over the next season was Joe Tiller. So uh, it was kind of a hard deal to screw up, right? Those guys are real successful. Um, and, and, and it gave me the ability when I moved to offense and Joe was actually the offense coordinator, you know, to, to really see a different style of football than maybe, not maybe, that I know was happening in the Big Ten when I was a player. And, um, and uh, obviously from there, not obviously, but Joe Tiller got a job at Wyoming. Um, and I, after he couldn't find anybody else to go with him, he, he talked me into it to, to get to Laramie, Wyoming uh, from Pullman was my, and so really um, I keep it up on the wall. I, my first, my first uh, salary at University of Wyoming was 18,006 for, uh, and I was happy to have it. And uh, it was a great opportunity for me going to Wyoming and really learning what 
spread and empty offenses are just like I did at Washington state, being able to, to execute those and, 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 uh, and move on from there. Well, in, in doing that, did you really come to appreciate a particular quarterback, a particular running back, uh, a specific wideout? I know I'm putting you on the spot with a, yeah, really, you're gonna, a hey, really I, can, I communicate with all these guys, you know, everybody to me, <laughs> they all know that they're my favorite. Right? Okay. All so, right. But, but no, I mean, it's been a, a unique uh, situation, you know, starting off with with a guy like Drew Bledsoe, right, from from scratch uh, was was really interesting. And, uh, you know, as you move on, there's there's guys that that, that people don't uh, even remember the Bob Hope show that uh, <laughs> when the when all, all Americans got on there. Right. And, and so it was a big deal. A guy named Ryan Yarbrough, who led the country uh, at Wyoming. Um, for, for a couple of years was, was an all American and really uh, I was really, really proud of him. And it really helped my career too, being a wide receiver coach. So, you know, there's guys that uh, up and down the roster that, that uh, I owe a lot to, and, and they know that. And, you know, just like you said, being in Oklahoma for five years, there's a, a bunch of good players there. Uh, one that wore number 28, that we just handed the ball to a lot. <laughs> He's pretty good as well. So, you know, uh, it, it, the list is on and on and on. And, and, you know, a lot of success that, that I've been around or been a part of, it has a lot to do more so to do with the players than, than the place. And, and uh, you know, that, that's why the, the, the uh, evaluation process during this draft, it becomes important because it's not necessarily um, which it's the same thing you see in, in, on, in a lot of different leagues, but how coaches approach it, it's not necessarily just the best player. It's the best team mm-hmm. and, uh, and to fill those needs and not overload in one area and, and continue to have depth because with a shortened uh, roster, you know, that uh, those guys are going to have to play special teams. They're going to have to be versatile. Uh, a lot of players in a lot of different positions, some of them uh, playing offense and defense in, in certain situations. So, um, the more versatile, obviously, these guys uh, can be, uh, the more it helps us. But, but as also, you know, we, we're going to have to have the positional groups that to, to create depth and stability to, uh, to go with the 10-game schedule and the two playoff games. I'm going to pick you up on that Bob Hope point. One of my best friends is a former offensive lineman at the University of Tulsa, and he's an All-American. And his crowning achievement in college is hearing Bob Hope call his name. He still brings it up to this day and I've given him all sorts of hell about it. So now I can't anymore because what you just told us. So I'm no, it's a, it's a real honor. But when you, when you start saying Bob hope, it starts to give away your age a little bit. So, you know, you kind of stay away from that in the first place. No, I appreciate it coach, but I also appreciate you acknowledging just the roster constriction that you have. I'm going to mention it. 53 man roster in the NFL, 85 scholarship players, at the FBS level, and even 65 at the FCS level, 63, excuse me, not even 65. You're dealing with 38 active and 45 total. So I got to ask you, your first pick, Clayton Thorson, that's a really big one. Why did you choose to pick him? Well, you know, Clayton has has been around. He's the all-time winningest quarterback at at Northwestern. Uh, He's a smart guy, big guy, six, four and a half, uh, can move. and, and and really mobile and you know has kind of bounced around a little bit it's been on the, uh, some rosters in the NFL uh, and is looking for an opportunity to to, to really uh, 
take the next step. And, and uh, the combination of his experience, uh, his leadership, um, his, his talent uh, was, was a good fit for us in, in our position where we were able to pick a quarterback and, and uh, we couldn't be happier. I hope he understands the the shoes he's stepping into because the guys that play quarterback for you, they end up being pretty good and they end up having a reputation for being able to sling the ball around. I'm very excited to see what he looks like in this gambler's offense. Another guy I'm very excited about in your offense, uh, actually Daryl Johnson put on my radar. Uh, Our executive vice president football operations cites Mark Thompson as the offensive player that he is most excited to see play football. I got to ask, uh, why did you want the former Juco All-American to be your tailback? Well, we, we've got, uh, he, he's, he's really versatile. And uh, I, I think uh, anybody who's seen us play or any of the, the teams that I've been associated with, uh, our running backs are involved in a lot of different schemes, uh, whether it's, uh, obviously as a running back, but they got to be able to pass pro. They got to be able to be involved in the screen game. They've got to be able to, to, to handle things on the perimeter. They play outside in an empty set. So, um, you know, I think what he brings to the table, obviously, is, is that the ability to move around, the ability to, to not just be behind the quarterback or next to the quarterback and, and to, to be able to put pressure on a defense formationally and keep guys on the field like him whether it's uh, flex him out, whether he's in the backfield uh, and, and become and be the downhill runner that he, he has shown. I, you know, I, I looked at our roster. I think we, we, we've drafted um, guys that uh, some people may have never heard of. Right. And one of the, uh, one of the big things about the league was, is the ability for guys to come into this league that are two years removed from high school. Um, and the educational piece that comes along with it, the ability to, to, to finish your degree or a master's degree uh, free of charge during this time with, with the USFL, I think has really provided guys like Mark uh, another, really another uh, road to success. And, uh, you know, he, he's got, it shows everything you need on, on, on tape. His conversation has been great. And then uh, again, you know, the, what you see on tape, a lot of us have never coached these guys or, or talked or, or, or done a lot of things with them. But uh, we're going to it's really exciting for me as a coach to get around these guys and, and see what we can do with them. How versatile can they be? And and uh, a lot of these guys versatility uh, move them up in, in our eyes from a, in a draft perspective to be able to do things like that, to not just be a one positional player. And obviously, with a guy like him, um, he's got value all over the field and on special teams. So we're excited about him and, and another number of other guys just like that. He's big and uh, about 240 pounds running through. I think the comp that our NFL draft analyst at Fox gave him was Derrick Henry. Uh, I, that's kind of dude that you could probably have playing linebacker for you. And it led me to wonder just what you want to see from your defense and who do you expect to lead that defense on the field? Well, you know, I think if, if you look back at what Tim Lewis has done, um, he's been very, very flexible. Mm. And so there are a number of players that we, we were familiar with. Uh, I think the big thing that, that we were looking for, number one, was uh, wh- wh- where is that leadership going to come from? I think our defense right now, if you look at age, is a little bit older than our offensive draft. 
I'm going through all these analytics now. So it's uh, so there are guys that have been in the NFL. There's guys that have been in, in spring leagues and, and those guys have all started to talk and communicate with each other and with Tim. And, and so uh, it'll be real interesting to see, you know, how we come together in jail. We feel very, very good about our, our defensive front uh, right now. Uh, the, coming out of the draft, we're going to have to add to it um in the supplemental draft because big guys are at a premium just at any level uh you know we've got a couple linebackers on the roster that we feel really good about and it's always good I think you know and it might be selfish from from my standpoint that the that, that, that the linebackers become the leaders of the, of the defense and you know I come from back in a time where the whole defense didn't go to the sideline only one guy did and uh um fortunately that was that was me at one time so you know, I think it all starts right there, and uh, and I'm looking forward to to seeing how these guys gel, where that leadership comes from. Obviously, with some more experienced players on that side of the ball, um, I don't think it's going to be a single guy. I think it's going to be a, a lot of different guys that are playing hard and playing together. Mm. Coach, with the time we have left, I want to ask you three questions that I'm giving to all the coaches, so it's not just you and we're not singling you out, but they have to do with the league and I'm going to add an addendum to each one of these that is you can't pick your own team. So with that preface, I got to ask you, who is the best offensive player in the league not on the Gamblers roster? Oh, that's that's tough. Hmm. Right? Um, uh, there are a number of very, very talented quarterbacks uh, that, that obviously were in the first round. Uh, I, I, wait and see. It's hard for me. I, I'll be honest with you. I... I I think because of I'm going to be selfish here. This is not joking. I think our evaluation is our evaluation. Um, a lot of players we evaluated may have not shown up in, in some other um, coaches' um, evaluations. So uh, I'm a guy that that uh, just because of, of recruiting and, and seeing a lot of different things, I'm a guy that likes to wait and see what, what's going on here. So there's been a lot of guys that in the past that have come in with a lot of hype, right? And, and it becomes, it's also about fit in, in, in certain situations. So I know that's a, that's kind of a, a bad way out of it, but I, I, I kind of like our guys right now. Well, I'm, I'm going to assume that that's your answer for, for defensive player, but I, I still want to know about team. Right. Because you're right. watching these guys construct their teams and you've got a good sense of what the fronts are going to be that you face based on the kind of players that they draft and what kind of offense they run. Is there somebody in this league that you perhaps are just going, hey, we might want to spend a little bit more time with them? You know, there's a number of guys. And mm -hmm. I think the interesting thing right now is you're starting in a league. You don't have any video of actually what the other team is going to do just yet. Right. So. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. During the draft, you're, you're, you're going through your personnel, right. And building your team the way you want. Um, and then in the back of your mind, you're watching the draft saying, all right, are these guys a, a three, four team, or are they a four, three team based on their draft? The drafts could look completely different. Are they a four or five wide team? Are they a 21? Did they take a fullback? Right. Did they take how many tight ends did they take? So what you're doing also with with your your team is looking at, all right, this guy was an edge rusher, but is he really going to be an edge, edge rusher for them? Is he going to be a stand up player? Right. Is he a, a, a four three defensive end open side? So 
you know, from, from my standpoint, we, we were looking at talent uh, to build our own roster based on what we feel comfortable that we, we want to do offensively and defensively. And, and obviously other coaches did that, but in the back of your mind, you're, you're looking and saying, all right, they drafted this guy. Are they going to play him at uh, three technique or is he, is he going to be an outside guy? And so, you know, from, from that standpoint, I, I thought the draft went well for everybody. Well, Coach, I'm going to tell you, I'm selfishly looking forward to what the gamblers are able to do. I want to see you and Larry Fedora head up. I remember that game, Southern Miss, Houston. I understand that you had to bring I want that to go up, differently huh? this way, sir. <laughs> I'll say it again. You had to bring that up. Huh? Uh, hey, look, 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 I was going to say, hey, hey, it's, not like, in here. It's, a, it's not like Larry didn't bring it up either. So, you know, it's, it's really kind <laughs> well, of funny just because uh, it, it skips the same way. So we, you know. Back in our Conference USA days, we had some great games. And, and uh, I know it's, it's great to have these guys in the league. It's great to, to you know, to, to be back on the field, across the field against each other again, and, and uh, along with the other coaches. But obviously there's some history there with, with uh, some of us. And, and over the course of time, most everybody, most all the head coaches have come across each other at one point or another in their career. So, uh, there's a lot of respect when we have those coaches meetings, uh, but there's, you know, you know, that's uh, respect. It, it just creates more competitiveness. So uh, it's going to be a heck of a time and, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to it as well. Hey coach, I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to speak with us here on the number one ranked show. And I wish you the best of luck this season. Thank you so much, coach. Sumlin. I appreciate it. Go gamblers. <laughs>